slot. <laughs> wow. Way to, way to start this one. Um, it says it right there on my screen in front of me. I know, but this is just, uh, yeah, it's kicking this off in a unique direction. I know I'm my, my own worst enemy here, but uh, so I, I, that's one way to say welcome to uh, this episode of Repressed Humor Issues with your atrocious host uh, who identifies as Big Bird, myself, Ryan. And I'm Bennigan Cumberlatch. That's Dan. So we both held up our hands when we did that, too. Yeah, I I don't know why we're raising our hands, but if if anyone doesn't know, we're able to set our own uh, screen names for each other. And uh, it's something a little bit different every single time, as well as our role. So I guess, Dan, your role is Cumberlatch, which... I just did first name, last name. So if you've watched watched Between Two Ferns, you know exactly where this comes from. Well, I, I identify as Big Bird and my role is slut. So, yes. so uh, real quick, uh, last week we tried video and video failed badly. Um, uh, Ryan was saying we should uh, bash our uh, podcast uh, system. Um, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get kicked off of it. But it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. So we're not doing video until we can get that sorted out. We're sorry for last week. If you were uh, really looking forward for some idiotic reason to seeing us, it didn't happen. But at least we were able to keep the audio out of it. Yes. Yeah. I, there, There is silver lining, but it was pretty disappointing because, I mean, we're really good looking. Like, Well, one of us is. Well, <laughs> the other one's a slut. The other one just identifies as Big Bird, but that's just if I do a side profile. Uh. <laughs> Actually, big, but interestingly enough, Big Bird used to be my nickname, unfortunately, during middle school, because, you know, how middle school kids are terrible and my nose grew well before my face. So I definitely had a disproportionate nose to face ratio. So that definitely became my nickname for a long, long time, even after everything caught up. But it is still rather large nose. I'm I'm well aware. And now I'm never going to let him live it down. So (laughs) So we got to get to a sponsor for this episode. Yes. Uh, So I I believe it's uh, one that you have personal charm and love for Radio Shack. Of course, I worked there for a couple of years. Uh, now this is going back into the 90s when Radio Shack was still relevant. Uh, but Radio Shack, you, you've grown beyond another stupid Tandy. That was AST computers. We called them another stupid Tandy. Um, yeah, well, so, it's so fucking niche. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, if anybody remembers the Tandy computers and then all of a sudden AST showed up, well, they're still the same company. So, but Radio Shack, you know, you have questions, we have high prices. <laughs> they did have high prices. It was ridiculous. Yes. But you got commission there, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not very many people did. Um, I was a machine selling there. Now, I was also working like 65 hours a week. Oh. So, I was well. putting in the time. Then. Radio Shack, if you're still with us, feel free to sponsor us. I think you're 
long gone. What they, I think they went out, what, like 10 years ago at this point, something like maybe, that. Yeah. Maybe longer. Maybe. Uh, all I know is if they pay us in ASTs, we're not going to take the sponsorship. I mean, we could just harvest it for copper. <laughs> <laughs> That's a job that you can do. Perfect, because I don't have enough to do during my day job. That's a joke. I have plenty. Please, no one add anything more. <laughs> uh, so I... I, I... I know we've been, I sound very wheezy today and I don't know why. I apologize for everyone listening, but um, it sounded like, uh, I can't remember the, I had a reference in my head and it's gone. I have a complaint. Uh, you so, have a complaint? Wow. When did that, that start happening? Oh, I think out the womb. Uh, but <laughs> I think you will know this circumstance. So not too many moons ago, we were... You and I were in the Boston, the Logan Airport, uh, waiting for our flight to Chicago or something like that. I can't remember where we were going. And I had a little bit of a debacle. Um, so chapstick, I use it. It's a thing. I'm a sissy when it comes to that. Be that what it may. I got this fancy one that's like a little tin. And the lid was exceedingly hard to uh, get off but I was able to pry it off. And in that, everything went everywhere. All the of entire my contents. All, like, it hit my, it hit like my shirt, it hit my hands, it was on my pants. I think some of it was on my nose. And I just look across and I see Dan laughing his ever loving ass off. At yeah, so what did you tell me not to do at that moment? uh tell anyone about this <laughs> and what did i what was i doing while you were in the process of telling me that posting it on facebook <laughs> yes, exactly. with picture evidence okay now realize he had spent uh, i was having phone problems uh we were in a uh uber together uh talking to the same group from the same car and my phone kept dropping out and his wouldn't and it wouldn't work at the airport so i caught a lot of flack that day and this was just the perfect makeup for all of that. It was just, it was a wondrous experience, not just for the fact that he's coated in this stuff. Like you could probably measure the uh, the thickness of it on parts of his body. Yep. But I'm just, I, I snuck the picture and I'm posting it on Facebook. And at exactly that moment, he's telling me, don't do that. <laughs> it was like proper timing. And I mean, I swear, I don't know how that melted as badly as it did because it wasn't like a hot day and it wasn't on my person it was in my bag but my god that shit went everywhere so going forward chapstick makers just make it easy to open your little device your container please so my wife uses carmax all the time and she uses the stuff out of those little tins as well um so when we did a you know, the five, there was five questions that you had to buy a product and then you swapped them with them with the person. Oh. We did one of those challenges um, and I got her like a 10 pack of Carmex. Oh. Um, and she still has some of it because if you know anything about lip balm, it takes like a good seven years to go through a single container. 
It's the truth. So I bought her a 70-year supply of Carmex. You're so uh, sweet. Yes, and she's lost most of those. <laughs> well, I mean, those tens are small, to be fair, but I, I think I'd rather lose it than have it blow up all over me ever again. In the middle of an airport. In the middle of an airport. With While a we're former... on a conference call with a former colleague sitting catty corner to us, watch all of that go down as well. While, while realizing that I am a dick. <laughs> you had a great time with that. And there was a lot of people that interacted with that post that also knew us both. They loved yes. it. And now they remind me of that story. But either way, uh, I digress, but that was my, my one little thing. Um, so I, I, I wanted to actually talk about the, you brought this topic up and I'll let you kind of introduce it because this applies to you a bit more than me, but I have a lot to say with this as well. So I may have said this on air before, um, but there's something called a bad bite. And a bad bite is when you bite into something and something that's not supposed to be there is there. Like when you bite into a piece of chicken and you get that run of fat. Um, when you take a bite into a pork chop and there's a little splinter of bone in it. Or when you eat something that's supposed to be smooth and all of a sudden you hit a chunky piece. Uh, so I have really, really, really bad food OCD issues because as we talked about uh, previously, um, I have a small little chip in one of my front teeth from a piece of celery. And Fucking celery. Yeah. And, and, and there's been a bunch of things since then that led to my photo food OCD. I had a medical issue that immediately before the medical issue, and this was traumatic brain injury type of medical issue. Um, I ate a subway sub that somebody had put a couple of uh, banana peppers on and I had never tried a banana pepper before. I can't eat banana peppers anymore because I associate it with what happened. Um, uh, so I'm really OCD about food to the point that I used to eat the same thing for lunch every single day as a Stouffer's frozen macaroni and cheese. Um, there's a code on the inside of the box that you could type in to get prizes from their website for the longest time. There was a Stouffer's club. Um, that I had like 10,000 points on it at one What time. the fuck does Stouffer's give you as memorabilia? Like, oh, please tell me if there's like a Stouffer's sleeping bag or some shit like that. I don't even remember what I could get. But to be perfectly honest with you, I typed in all of these codes, which is like it's a 25-digit code. Uh, and I had to type in at least 2,000 of them over a period of about four years. And then I forgot about it because we moved and... You could only type in so many a day and I had a box sitting waiting to be typed in and those got lost in the move and I just gave up. So you have all these unspent Stouffer's dollars. Oh, they got rid of that program probably because of me. Oh, I mean, I'm so curious what you could have gotten. But either way, I, I digress. So, Sorry. So that's where uh, I came up with an idea of uh, a lot of my food issues are texture based. So I thought we should talk about the most disgusting foods, not necessarily by the way they look, but by their texture and how their texture bugs you. And I have, uh, I've talked about this with my wife, my most hated food for texture issues specifically is tapioca pudding. I don't know how anybody 
can eat that stuff. And Ryan and I were talking about this a little bit before, just when we were setting this up for what we were, well, how we wanted this to go. And he was talking about boba tea uh, is very similar to tapioca pudding. And I've never tried boba tea either because I worried that's what it would be like. But you said there's a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, like the difference, the pudding obviously has that creamy pudding in there as well, which to me ruins it. And A, who eats tapioca pudding? Like what? Ugh. Anybody over the, the age of 85 living in a nursing home, of course. But it's the it's the food of the octogenarians. Well, it's not a food for me, and I guess I don't fit the age range, thankfully, uh, yet. But well, you've got another twenty three years. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but boba tea is is different. You know the the pearls, as they call them, are larger, and they do chew like a, a gummy candy with a little bit of like a licorice flavor, if you will. Um, mm. And being in like a fruit liquid, like a fruit tea, it's actually quite pleasant um but in the pudding i'm with you like that texture is actually kind of i'm getting like the sweat on the back of your tongue like where you're like the back of your tongue sweats like where you feel like you might puke type thing like you get a little like like that yeah because it it bothers me like that's that was yours but thinking about it more it's it's got me (laughs) Well, just be aware I'm a sympathy buker, so when you start making that noise, we're we're going to co cause some problems here. I got my little bucket down here just in case. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, I uh, guess I have a glass top desk. I'll just clear it. <laughs> oh, so, okay, come up with something worse than tapioca pudding. I dare you. All right, okay, all right, for me... Uh, I, oh, mayonnaise. It's got to be mayonnaise. Mar- mayonnaise, Miracle Whip, I know they're different, blah, 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 but same family. Utterly disgusting. And I used to have a friend, oh, God, I raised in Kansas, so put that in your mind when I'm about to tell this story. For football, uh, after practice, he had a jar of mayonnaise in his locker, and he would just take spoonfuls of it and just eat it. Oh. I yeah, I never knew why, but now anything mayo related, which I have, I, I I can go into another one, but mayo specifically just bugs me. I don't put it on a BLT. I don't use it in any kind of sandwich. Don't bake with it, which I think is weird. Because there's just eliminate it from shelves. We don't need it in our diets. So Hellman's is not going to be happy with us. Thank God we didn't have them as a sponsor. (laughs) But it's funny because uh, I'm going to abstract away names of people out of this. But um, I know somebody that had to go deliver something to somebody else's truck. Um, And when they dropped off the item, they realized that there was a half-made sandwich. And that person, we affectionately now call it uh, truck mail. Um, that person just had inside of their truck mayo sitting there for the sandwich that they were trying to make before they went into work. And so if mayo's bad, spoiled mayonnaise has to be even worse. I I think for whatever reason, what got me with that was 
truck mayo and it <laughs> put my mind into a really bizarre space where I thought like it's just in the dusty floorboards of the back seat kind of tucked between the where the lip comes up where the door meets and it's just there but the lid's kind of ajar but kind of roughly screwed on and so there's dust and crust okay Yes, Whoa. we're not making it through this one. We're definitely <laughs> no, not. We're not. This, this is this is rough. This is rough. So oh. I, I I I've got something worse than mayonnaise, um, and it comes up because of the office. It ties in well because there was a time that Michael Scott was sad that he wanted to eat some ice cream, but there was no ice cream, so he was eating mayonnaise with black olives. Uh, okay. Oh, oh my god and i can tell you i call black olives the devil's grapes um i do not like any olives but especially not black olives now my food ocd makes it so that i don't eat anything black um i i I, anything that i see that's black if there's too much char on a burger i can't eat it um i can't eat black licorice um, there's not an awful lot of pure black foods, but when you grill them wrong, when they get burnt, I, I can't touch anything with any sort of char on it like that. Um, black olives just, um, I can find every single last piece of black or green olive that is on a piece of pizza that I'm going to eat. I will not eat it until I know that that whole pizza is clear of all olive material, black olives, especially. And I was known when I was growing up for all the friends that I grew up with for digging into pizza with a fork and knife to be able to find that before I'd even take a bite. So, I mean, you got me with the black olives and mayo. Like, I I forgot about that. That got me for a second. But black olives themselves, I don't actually have a problem with. So much so that we used to put them on our fingers which I think every kid did at one point, right? Not this kid. <laughs> and and then you just pluck them off and eat them one by one. Salty delight. Love them. I love olives though. But uh, so for me, that's not one. But if you put them in mayo, I'm with you. I, I, I yeah. will ride that line with you. That's too far. And the funny thing is in that episode, I've seen bloopers of it. They made him eat a whole ton of that stuff. Because oh, he could not get the lines right. I just don't know. The, you talk about mixing two bad foods with two weird textures, but also when it looks like ice cream, but it's not, that's just got to be the worst. Well, okay. So, like, I was like, oh, maybe ju- trying to justify this in my mind to make it less disgusting because I I feel the, the wetness in the back of my throat again. Uh, I was like, maybe it's marshmallow fluff. And then that made it worse for me because I'm like marshmallow fluff and black olives also should not be together. And that that's just atrocious. Okay. So the first person that can get throat sweat onto urban dictionary wins. I'm just saying it. I'm putting that challenge up now. Throat sweat on urban dictionary. Take the screenshot to show us when exactly you got it up there. We'll find you something for a prize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll find you a, a Stouffer's <laughs> sleeping bag. <laughs> I'm just worried about the definition they're going to come up with for throat sweat. Because if you've ever been dictionaried for long enough, oh. you realize how dark that place can get. Yeah, don't do it on your work computer just for your own safety. <laughs> so I, I have a different one that 
because I, I didn't align with you on the olives, but I, I think you'll align with me on this one. Uh, it, it's sea urchin. And I'm a very adventurous eater and I will try anything once, right? Uh, sea urchin commonly found on sushi. And it's like this kind of orangey yellow paste. And it's, it's just not a good consistency. I'm looking away. I can't look at you right now. I just can't. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm struggling right now. It's the flavor is rough at best. I understand some people call it a delicacy. I call it an abomination. And I walk away if I ever see sea urchin on my sushi again, because it almost ruined sushi for me. And I don't know if it was rancid or that's just the taste once and done i'm guessing anything that sea urchin is a main ingredient for a topping like that is just it's already spoiled i mean you can't unspoil it the minute that touches it it's not like you could scrape that off the top and everything underneath is still good well and like who in their right mind was like trolling the sea floor and was like oh look at that purplish spike thing let me cut it open and dig out its guts and put that on sushi. That's fantastic. What the fuck, people? That's when, that's like Mother Nature saying, do not engage. Don't go for it. It's not for you. It's an angry pin cushion. Why would you want any part of that in your body? It's like a starfish that just decided, hey, I can grow more than five arms and just <laughs> didn't stop. <laughs> I've got I've got a vision of Patrick with just all those spikes coming out of him right now. We have to take this back to SpongeBob at some point. A vengeful Patrick filled with orangish goo. <laughs> so so it's interesting that you bring up sea urchin in terms of COVID, uh sorry in terms of uh uh sushi because um I had covid probably I had it for the first time back in I believe October. Okay. Uh, and I lost my sense of taste. And a lot of things just were okay to eat. You know, there's no big deal. But I decided I was going to eat sushi. And I found out if you don't have the taste of the sushi to cover the texture that's going on in there, you just end up chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing because you cannot swallow that because it does not want to go down. I, I was, I, I, uh, there's a specific platter that I get that has a specific amount of sushi that I eat every single time. Uh, I won't mention the name of the restaurant, but if you're anywhere near Lionel Lakes, you know the restaurant. Um, but I, I put the first one in my mouth. I chewed. I thought it was weird. I put the second one in my mouth. I chewed and I chewed and I chewed and I realized, uh oh, I put the third one in my mouth and it was everything that I could do not to gag that back up. And once you start that gag reflex, you can't even look at it without that gag reflex continuing. Uh, and it, it, it's weird because all it was was the exact same food, but without the taste. But once you're centered on the texture of sushi, sushi is not fun to eat for the texture whatsoever. I'm just trying to imagine, I mean, because you, yours is wrapped in rice, I'm assuming. It's not sashimi? Oh, I, no, it's a combination. Oh, okay, okay. I do rolls, I, I do sashimi, I do uh, nigiri, I do all of I it. Would, 
with all my food issues, it would be the last thing that you figure that I would eat, especially yeah. with the seaweed on the outside. But right. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. My, my wife I mean, was shocked and mad at me uh, when we got together that I had never told her that I like sushi. It, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine, I like, like chewing a piece of salmon or tuna. Like, I could see that getting really bizarre for a pretty quick hit there because uh it's slimy yeah, it, yeah it's, it's that's robbery what, yeah that would okay i i'm and, with you on that i i haven't thankfully had that experience did it ruin sushi for you no i've eaten sushi since uh okay, okay. but but I, I was not gonna eat it until i got my sense of taste back if i lost my sense of taste i would never eat sushi again because honestly the rolls the rice just kind of spreads out in your mouth in ways that you don't expect. Uh, okay, when you just when you're trying to chew on this uh, like the piece of salmon itself and it squishes a little bit. Normally you overcome that because the first thing that happens is you get the taste. But realize we also put ginger and the fake wasabi, which is really just green horseradish, yeah. on top of it. Well, you can't taste any of that. That's fulfilling certain sensations that you no longer have that now all of a sudden you have this liquid fish paste in your mouth trying to swallow it so you you couldn't even taste like the heat from the wasabi no or there was no sensation like up your nose like oh this stings nothing not oh, one wow. tiny little bit that's uh, amazing okay. And the ginger normally gives it that little bit of sweetness. There's no sweetness. It was just perfectly bland. I, I didn't go get COVID and do a hot pepper eating contest. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't realize how bad it was until I tried that sushi and realized uh, I'm particularly sensitive to uh, horseradish, which if you think you're eating wasabi in the U.S., that green paste that comes with, no, it's horseradish because it's $189 per pound for wasabi. They're not sending that over from Japan. You're no. eating hot horseradish. But horseradish is different than spice in the fact that it goes up and affects your nose in a different way because oh, yeah. it's, it's actually the scent of that going up. It's not capsaicin. Uh, so it burns in a different way. And there was none of that. No matter how much I put on, I could not get that smell in my face. That's amazing. I need yep. this now. I did not know any, uh, none of the other foods ever clued me in to how much my sense of taste had gone away until I ate sushi. And if I catch COVID again and I lose my sense of taste again, I'm going to be testing a lot of foods to see how they taste. I will not be testing sushi again. Yeah, don't ruin that for yourself. But now one that even if I had COVID and I couldn't taste it, that I would not eat again, I would say is uh, for me, chicken salad. Okay. Which so it, it's not go a goddamn salad. A, <laughs> it's just a mayo shit box that somebody threw in the bowl from, I'm assuming the Midwest came up with the dish. I haven't done the research because I don't care to know any more about chicken salad. but the chicken's always way too wet. It's cold. It's got chives or green onions or the combo. I don't know. It's not worth it. It's not, there's nothing about it. Every single time I see it, I get a little ill and it okay. ruins every meal. So here's the thing. I don't think, I can't remember a single time I've ever eaten chicken salad. 
Oh. I cannot. I've eaten potato salad maybe twice in my life. My food OCD issues, when I see it, that creaminess that's supposed to cover the chicken so you don't see anything else, cannot do it. Um, uh, I, when I was looking up foods to see what I had a visceral reaction to, chicken salad and tuna salad and uh, potato salad were some of the worst just because it's like this blanket of evil that's just hiding everything underneath. I yeah. need to take a drink just thinking about this. Right that's this actually what they, they should literally actually call it the blanket of evil food because it's fucking awful. And why is it at every picnic where like if you sit there and think about this, I if, if I'm I'm assuming Betty, sorry for anyone named Betty, making my chicken salad. It's mayo of some sort or Miracle Whip and then already cold chicken i'm gonna go take it to a picnic that's outdoors and let it warm up to whatever temperature it is outside and call it okay no it, no it's not okay no no and there is no other place besides the us i'm pretty sure that they even bother with chicken salad it is purely a, a north american thing and it should stop I fully agree with that, even though I've never eaten it. Just the look of it alone tells me it's bad. And realize, bad bite syndrome makes it really difficult when you have coatings on things because the coatings will hide things underneath them that you don't necessarily want to eat. And wow. my necessity to know what I'm eating before I eat it, all the ingredients, all the parts that could possibly cause me problems with my issues, sauces just take that ability away from me and you know the number one hidden thing in chicken fucking salad raisins oh like, i used to love raisins i cannot eat raisins anymore just can't. oh like i like raisins on their own right i don't seek them out honestly but why are they in chicken salad Whose idea was it like, how can I fuck this dish up even more? Raisins. <laughs> like, it's, it's the same people that boil chicken. Ah, fair. Okay. And there's TikTok videos to explain this. I won't get into the racial disparity of uh, certain ethnicities food versus white people food, but there's a full explanation just in the color of the people trying to match the color of the chicken to the color of their body. Well, let's be real. There is no flavor in fucking chicken salad. So you know it's made by the whitest of white people. I'm surprised you can't just get at Cracker Barrel an entire tub of chicken salad. Oh, I'm sure you, you can go to Golden Corral. You get to bury your face in it. They oh, Golden Corral. <laughs> Golden Corral, everybody's already buried their face in it before you get there. You're just getting their <laughs> leavings is what you're, you're getting. Just, you're just getting leftovers. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Can you imagine if you didn't know how to make chicken salad? Let's imagine that you were that bad, that you didn't know how to make chicken salad, that you went to Golden Corral to get some. You asked them for a tub of it, and they're sitting there scooping it out of where everybody had already buried their forks, knives, and faces <laughs> no. into. And then you go and you take it home and you put it in the refrigerator to chill it because I don't know. It's not wrecked enough as it is. And then you go put it out in the hot sun. Oh. oh. 
Wow. Okay, I got I got I, really close on that one to like I, losing my shit. Yeah, we're gonna get closer. I guarantee it because the texture disparity is a big thing for me. Um, and one of the things that really, really just I cannot deal with it whatsoever. Crunchy peanut butter, chunky peanut butter. I really. Oh, you've got you've got uneven texture all the way through. Now realize they've tested this. There are there's only people that like smooth peanut butter or people that like crunchy peanut butter. Uh, okay, the it it's not a I can tolerate one or the other. It's you like one or you like the other. It is a binary situation. And so for me, what, what am I then? You like both. I I buy them interchangeably. I, I, I cannot explain except for that. Maybe it's a slut trait. I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, uh, my stepson loves crunchy peanut butter. We have a lot of crunchy peanut butter in our pantry because he takes it to a disgusting level. Like he'll have two inches of peanut butter on his sandwich. Oh, uh, yeah, that's just, he loves it. I look at that and I have to make sure I don't trust the color of the label. I know that the crunchy peanut butter is red and the creamy peanut butter is blue, yep. but I don't trust it. I have to look to make sure on the label before I do it, because just scooping it out when the knife scrapes against those chunks that are in between, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. So it's not necessarily a taste thing for you. This is purely texture purely texture yeah uh, i eat peanuts i eat peanut butter smooth peanut butter yeah i don't eat peanuts in peanut butter it's weird to say it that way but that's the truth well now can we give a moment for now i know organic peanut butter has the oil sitting on top so it's not that but let's say you get some jiff or skippy in the smooth peanut butter when you first open a brand new jar how beautiful is that? That's like art. It oh, just the, looks. It's it's pudding skin. Yeah. Remember that Seinfeld episode? It's pudding yeah. skin. <laughs> yes. It's so. so magical, though. It's so perfect. It's like ah. It's it's, just... it's like back in the days when you used to have the uh, static protective uh, bags that hardware came in. Like if you bought a video card or a sound card, it's like first opening that up and taking that sniff of whatever oh was yeah, yeah yeah oh there's an episode idea um, <laughs> <laughs> just smells is that where you're going smells that what are we going to say smells that are orgasmic i mean we could get in trouble on that one. oh i mean it smells that you shouldn't like that you really do yeah so oh, so man. just uh, realize i have one of the worst oddities for um food that i i know of um, I love eating cucumbers. I also love eating sweet relish. I hate pickles. The taste? I hate everything about them. <laughs> everything about them. It's not a texture issue. It's a, it's a, I, I cannot even think of putting a pickle in my mouth to bite on. But you like relish. But I like relish. Yes. I will eat relish spread on bread but that's how much i like relish <laughs> but i won't eat a pickle but i'll eat a cucumber i will slice up a cucumber 
put vinegar on it and let it soak for a little bit and then eat the cucumbers, but I will not eat a pickle. My friend, this is a unique circumstance that my brain doesn't process what you just said. <laughs> and I, I've told people this for years. You can't understand why my brain does what it does with food. We went to a farm to plate thing with a bunch of people that we worked with. And I had to look at the menu before I went there to make sure that there was going to be something there. Yeah. And they moved it on the menu. Oh. It wasn't on the same place as where it was on the website. And I thought it wasn't there. And it was the only thing that I could eat there. Um, we found it, but they also only had excuse me, they only had soda that was some organic thing that somebody had bottled naturally. And I had to have somebody else taste it and pour it into a cup and put it in front of me because I cannot stand the thought of putting a non high fructose <laughs> laden cola into my face. It was that day was hell for me. And you know, the people that were there that saw the hell that oh, I went through. Oh, that day. Yes. Oh, all right, all right. That all day right. was yeah. spoken of for a couple of days afterwards. We all went for gelato afterwards. It was great. <laughs> Says not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah. I mean, you and I have traveled a fair bit with each other, so I've kind of, you know, like it's, you're actually very easy going all things considered, like you have a lot of options out there. It's just, you just need to look at it beforehand. And so there's a little planning involved, but I don't honestly think it's all that difficult. Honestly, it's been easy for us. You have no idea what goes through my brain while I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to eat at a restaurant. And once here's the thing, it's a binary situation. Again, if I eat something the first time I go to a restaurant and I like it, that's generally the only thing that I'll eat at that restaurant from that point forward. If I eat something and I don't like it, I probably will not go to that restaurant again. Yeah, I, I think what we, yeah, I, I remember you telling me that you kind of banned that restaurant from existence. Yeah, yeah. But so, so well, I'll, 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 I'm going to, so I, speaking of restaurants then, um, dried anchovies is on my list. Oh, um, it's nothing oh. I would seek out. It's nothing that, but as the saying goes, when in Rome, um, but in this instance, it was quite literal. I was in Rome and I was at some Italian restaurant, had an dried anchovies and I must've had the one that was off. Now, mind you, I think in general, the idea of dried anchovies, not good. The crunch, all that kind of, oh, sorry. No. <laughs> See, there's the yeah. texture issue that, yeah. that, that just went all the way down my spine. Yeah. I, I, same. I, I got that. And then I got the wet throat, uh, again, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I proceeded to get I would say the second worst food poisoning of my life, uh, where, you know, everything was coming out the front end, the top end, my mouth, um, every half hour for seven and a half hours straight. And the, the irony of it, I think, uh, is 
I was set with my friends to go to the Vatican and do a walking tour at like 9 a.m. All the hell that had broken loose stopped, thankfully, at 8 a.m. But I had roughly one hour of sleep under my belt before I needed to go walk through a four-hour walking tour of the Vatican. And the only thing my body would allow was the tiniest little miniature titmouse sips of water and a quarter of a banana until that evening. So, uh, was there a puke out of Pope challenge there? Mm, he wasn't in. I did ask. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like asked. the alliteration of puke and a pope. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a really good alliteration. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, that that one's up there for me. But because of the circumstance, also there's something about being in a foreign country and not having any of your creature comforts during like your worst multiple hours, where you're just like laying on the bathroom floor waiting for the next round, and not having anything comfortable around you or familiar is also even more unsettling because you just don't feel like you can relax. You're always on guard. And I was doing Airbnb with three other people. Uh, so one bathroom. They, we had two, thankfully, okay. but they got to hear the cacophony of my screams, if you will, all night because there was no hiding it. Um. Nothing I could do. But. Yeah. See, I, I, uh, I've been in restaurants where they've served fish with the face still on it. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to look away. I, I can't imagine what eating an eyeball tastes like. I just can't. Like There's there a restaurant. has to be a. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> just wait, wait. Be cautious with this. Okay. Do oh, you want to go there? I I did I didn't partake. I was just gonna tell you a place that you could get some. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I just no. I oh that I I've I've oh anchovies are bad, but all fish fish should come in a fillet with no skin on it, with no bones in it. <laughs> you know, it should oh, just you're be. Not a, a, you're not a skin person, huh? No, not whatsoever. Uh, I I couldn't even imagine what that texture would be like when you pop an eyeball. Well, oh, I could. So if you <laughs> no, 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 I gotta this, say, this, be this careful okay. here again. This, this is okay. So if you go to a boba tea store, we're gonna bring it back up, and instead of getting the tapioca pearls, you can get the popping bubbles, which are filled with like a fruit juice. Very similar to that. Oh, so strike boba tea <laughs> off of my future just the popping track. bubbles just the popping bubbles oh god uh no 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 <laughs> i mean probably the only thing worse than that for me is guacamole everything avocado is bad but guacamole is just horrendous for me guacamole yes but it, when it's spicy and so nice with a little bit of salt and some lime no, mm, no, 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 because again, 
what ends up happening is you have just the smoothness that's interrupted by little chunks every once in a while. Yeah. And those little chunks are the crunchy peanut butter of the vegetable world. Oh man, I bring it on. Love me some guacamole. I will eat all the guacamole you don't want. Nope, not gonna do it. Uh, I uh, a tortilla chip does not belong in guac to me. I've never made it. I I don't even like watching people depit an avocado. That's how bad I am about guacamole. So then, if you're worried about the chunks, like is chunky salsa a problem for you then? No, you're expecting to just have ways to be able to make this make sense. My food OCD does not make sense. I eat salsa all the time. I don't mind chunky salsa. It's more important to me the spice level because I'm a spice wuss. So. Oh, okay, okay. But the guacamole, yeah, I can't align with you on that. Bring on the table side guac. Let's get a bowl. I will eat handfuls of it if I wanted to, if they'd allow me I, to. I, I can just see you at Golden Corral eating the guac by the handful. <laughs> Golden Corral doesn't have guac. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they have something that's supposed to be guac. Yeah, the, the tapioca pudding that happens to be green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they just take the ham, puree it, and throw some green food coloring in it, and it becomes guac. Now, so is that so? Is that your number one ick? Is guac? Yes, from okay, a texture so, perspective. Okay, so I'll give you my number one then, and we'll we'll see what you think. Because, man, we're I'm on I'm on like a very similar texture train, and that's minus the dried anchovies. Uh, but canned tuna. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Oh my god. If you, I gotta take a second. I just, I'm sorry. I know we're, okay. I'm good. Sorry. That was close. Um, I, so throat sweat. I, I, oh, more than that. There, there's going to be a band name somewhere. Throat sweat after this. <laughs> <laughs> Neck moisture. Uh, <laughs> no. But, uh, oh, that's so gross. I just grossed myself out for a different reason. But um, so growing up, I used to go over to a babysitter so my, when my parents were going to work prior to kindergarten and all that. And we nicknamed the babysitter Mean Jean. Uh, she used to force feed us things like meatloaf, coleslaw, canned tuna, and wouldn't let us like leave the kitchen until we ate all of it so of course i have like the childhood trauma with it and now it's surfaced itself into my teen and adult years where the simple sight of it i don't mind seeing it on the shelf i can walk past it on the shelf no problem but seeing somebody pull open the top and then eat a fucking spoonful or forkful or whatever of the it it's cat food god damn it it's cat food like you're just eating like oily cat food there's nothing good about it and then the makers of this i can't remember the number one maker of it had the audacity to to make pouch tuna is that charlie something yeah Sunkissed, or I don't know, not sunkissed, but something with a star kiss. Star kiss. There you go. Has so, like the little sexy whale on there. 
So if my mom's listening, she's about to find out a bunch of information that she's going to remove me from the will. But my mom is a horrible cook. <laughs> okay. And she's probably created some of my food OCD issues. Um, she used to make a tuna casserole. And her ingredients for tuna casserole were cream of mushroom soup, canned tuna, and peas. Oh, why? Okay. And what we would do is we would scoop that stuff out and pour it on bread and then use a fork and knife to cut it and eat it. And I think of the amount of her tuna casserole that I put in my face, think how hard it was to choke that thing down. I would sit there and think, it's just chicken, it's just chicken, it's just chicken, even though I knew it was tuna, because I saw the fucking can. Mom, you wrecked me. Okay, it's all your fault. Uh, remember Swedish meatballs? Swedish meatballs, the rice shouldn't be crispy. Uh, okay, oh, the rice what? shouldn't be hard. Um, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Oh God, that you could. My mom's Brussels sprouts. You could chew for a half an hour and not get them to a, a consistency you could swallow. I can't even think about eating a Brussels sprout at this point. Not the texture, the taste, the flavor, the sensation, all of that. It, most vegetables would be on my list if it wasn't for the fact that it's the entirety, not just the texture. Wait, are you out of curiosity so I can get my mind off the tuna? Uh, are you a cilantro taste like soap? No, no, I don't mind okay. cilantro. Okay, well, because there's some people that have that gene that makes cilantro taste like soap in their mouth. I am not. Well, either, that's but... the easiest way to wash out the tuna from your palate. Oh, you asshole. Can you imagine <laughs> soap flavored tuna floating around your mouth? This is, a bad, this is a bad idea for an episode. This is a bad idea. Ryan just had that look that I talk about every once in a while where he just questions his entire life choices. Right yeah. at that moment, he realized that was the worst possible combination that anybody could have put together. Cilantro tasting like soap with tuna. I just, like, this is a bad idea for an episode. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? My God. Because we wanted to get somebody to put on Urban Dictionary the words throat sweat. Oh, now, yeah, I'll let you know, we, we honestly made that up in the middle of this episode. So don't go thinking true. we planned that. No, but, if, and if it exists, I hope it has a similar meaning. No, I don't actually care. Add oh. to the meaning. But uh, I, I think this would be an appropriate time to thank our sponsor again, uh, Radio Shack, for... They have nothing to do with food. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with food. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how we correlate those, but um, yeah, Radio Shack, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's just think of that rather than what we've just done for the past half an hour. I think before we should leave, we should bring up that one little thing that happened in Miami this week. Oh, the... I'm using quote fingers, alien encounter. Yeah. I mean, if I thought that the aliens were going to shop anywhere, I wouldn't think it would be Miami. I figure it would be Mall of America because we have the biggest mall. I mean, why are they going to Miami? I mean, let's be real. If they're trying to find intelligent life, Miami's probably not the place. Oh, well, I mean, if they're looking for people to probe, there's lots of strip joints that they could go to where they could see a lot of stuff that they don't they don't have to abduct the people to be able to try to probe them. 
Well, cause, so like, what was the deal? They they ended up having something like sixty plus cop cars called to the mall for what perceived gunfire, right? But the right, actual... there's a bunch of teenagers in a fight that somebody started firing off fireworks or something like that. Right, that's why. In but the actual image that you see online was just like two police officers standing in a certain way that it made it look like there was a tall gray alien but it was just two police officers but the the photo itself was so fuzzy anyway like it's like it's like worse than most of the bigfoot photos that you've seen and things to that effect well that's how all conspiracy theories start a fuzzy picture with a whole bunch of meth equals conspiracy theory <laughs> well it sounds like florida maybe it was the guy with the uh christmas tree that he was swinging at people <laughs> i think there are so many better places that these aliens could have gone, though. I mean, the the rides at Knott's Berry Farm must be exactly like riding in a UFO, but with more gravity, it would be an awful lot more fun, wouldn't it? Or, or Tower of Terror at uh, Hollywood Studios. I'm sure they make an awesome, like, like when they take your photo at that inopportune moment, alien screaming face, perfect. Or... You want to know where else they could go? They could go to a state fair. Because if you want to find the people in society that should not be allowed out, go to a state fair. Specifically the Iowa State Fair, because I think, if I recall, that's where they do the butter eating and carving competition. (laughs) (laughs) We're back to food. Honestly, the Milwaukee, uh, uh, the uh, Wisconsin State Fair, the mayor after leaving got mugged and got his nose broken just outside of West Dallas was uh, uh, in Milwaukee trying to leave to go home at night. That's a pretty rowdy fair. I mean, we, see, when I was growing up, I know this is not anything we talked about, but we uh, used to go to the Johnson County Fair in Gardner, Kansas, uh, and they used to have the Demolition Derby there every year, and that's what we got to look forward to. It wasn't the 4-H, it wasn't the food, it was Demolition Derby, which I don't care who you are, there's something awesome about watching cars just ram into each other willingly. So I think there's a lot of places these aliens could have gone that would have been much better than the mall in Miami. And I mean, making all of those teenagers fight each other to other to cover it up. I mean, that was lame. We might as well face it. Kind of brilliant. Kind of lame. But speaking of fights, I think uh, just as a nice little reminder. So this is the last week to submit your votes for our celebrity cage match which we will kick off uh round one reading the results uh in the next episode we are going to commit a full episode to it simply because of the sheer amount of fights but promise it's going to be worth every moment uh we have some really fun things that at least dan and i have been giggling like schoolgirls about so yeah, we already have the idea for the next thing we're going to go to, too. I'm not going to spoil it. but no, it just, I like that today. It, yeah, just, that was good. it came to me, and Ryan saw the light in my eyes just come out. It's like, whoa, my yeah. world just changed. So this won't be the last you're hearing of Celebrity Cage Match. There will be more after this as well. Yeah. 
the next iteration i'm very very excited for uh <laughs> but with that said um please feel free to drop us a line on repressed humor issues at gmail.com with any ideas feedback um don't forget to go to repressedhumorissues.com to submit your uh brackets for the celebrity cage match um you can find us on spotify amazon iHeartRadio. Thank you. Apple Music. There we go. Yeah. That's the other big one. <laughs> I'm struggling today. Or um, you could just go to our website and we have all of the, uh, they're all available on the website as well. If you don't yeah. have a favorite podcast. And all uh, of our socials are linked, but reach out to us any way you want. And uh, thank you for joining us on Repressed Humor Issues. I am again, the man that identifies as Big Bird, Ryan. And I'm Dan. Oh, no, you're not Ben again, Cumberlatch any longer. I don't have to be. You drop that stick. Well, I Until next time, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you. Love you, Mom. Sorry. Uh, do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> I, had, I just said how bad of a cook she was. You I, threw I, her like she felt all the tread of the tires. <laughs> I mean, it was a small bus. It was a short bus. Oh. I'm pretty sure that if you <laughs> talk to my mom, she would agree that for a time she was the worst cook on the planet. She had to make something that was redeeming. No, no, oh. she, she made reservations. <laughs>